Welcome to a podcast that we all need. It is about mental health behind the chair and all things beauty industry related. Welcome to Mindful Mains. I'm Bianca. Today we are going to talk about hair growth. So this is going to be a podcast pretty much for anybody who wants to grow their hair. Boom. Okay, so it comes down to about 500 fucking things. So if you are wanting to grow your hair, let's start with your diet. Are you eating like shit? Okay, maybe knock that off because everything plays a role in your entire body. So start there. Then we're going to increase your water by a lot and it's going to be good for your skin and it's good for your hair. But keep in mind that your scalp, where your hair grows out of, is in fact skin. So it will benefit from you eating a little bit better and drinking water. Second thing, how hot is your shower when you shampoo your hair? Is it fucking burning? Do you get out of the shower like a lobster? Hmm, maybe we should turn that down. So when you wash your hair with really hot water even your whole body. Like, I know it feels good, and I live in Michigan, and it's cold, but don't end, no, just don't even wash your hair in hot water. It does so much damage to your hair. It's so hot. When hot water is on your head, your hair, your hair cuticle opens, and then when you get out of the hot shower, your hair cuticle is still open. Now, Bianca, what shuts a hair cuticle? Mm, I'm so glad you asked. Cold water helps close the hair cuticle. Now, it's not like opening for chemical processes, but it's opening. And you just need, just don't do it. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. It can be warm. doesn't need to be hot. But end your shower with cold water and it will definitely help. And it adds shine and... You know, if you're an anxiety girly like me, you could use a cold shower once in a while. All right, the next thing you're going to do is you're not going to sleep with wet hair. Bitch, I know you're tired. I know. I'm not saying I don't ever sleep with wet hair. I rarely do it because think about it this way. Actually, I really don't do it at all. The only time I, I feel like I've ever done that is like when I'm really sick and like ill And I don't have, like, the willpower to actually, like, blow dry my hair. I just want to get out of a nice warm shower and lay down. Okay, cool, whatever. But anyways, think about it this way. Your hair is wet, and now you're laying on a piece of fabric, a.k.a. your pillowcase. Which, by the way, should always be silk. And mulberry silk is the best pillowcase, but we'll get back to that. So now you're putting your wet hair on a pillowcase that your face sleeps on that you have germs on from your face and your your breath and your dirt from the life, whatever. And now, what happens when materials get wet, Bianca? Oh, they create bacteria and mold. And now, you're sleeping with wet hair and that moisture in your hair is going to either A, create frizz, B, you're going to have bacteria and shit in your pillowcase, like it's just not, it's just not the vibe, okay? I understand if it's once in a while and you're sick or you're going through it and you're, whatever. It's fine. Don't do it all the time, okay? It's just not the vibe. 
if you are one of those people who really needs to shower at night, try to shower earlier in the night or try not to wash your hair at night. Like, clip that shit up. Get a little, um, what do they call those? A hair, not a hairnet. Shower cap. Yeah, they make so many cute ones now. And some of them are, like, really luxurious and they make you feel like a rich uh, stay-at-home wife. So, yeah. So, we're going to do that. And then... What else? There's so many things, you guys, that you could be doing for healthy hair in 2024. Okay, what what did we just finish off? Oh, okay. So you're not washing your hair. And if you need to wash your hair at night and you need to go to bed, rough dry it, but we're always going to be using a heat protectant. Now, if financially you cannot invest in a very good heat protectant, which I have plenty options, and I'm talking like the color wow ones are only like $24, okay? It's not and I uh, it's not that much, okay? But if we need something else, Verb is a very good price point. I believe they're around like 16 to $25. Those are great and there's heat protectant in it and boom, okay? Now, if you really can't afford that and you can't afford a really good heat protectant and you need to use a drugstore one, just make sure that it contain or that it um protects up to 450 degrees the better the hair product the better your hair will grow because it has better ingredients and there's less like garbage and alcohols and blah 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 but I want you to get into the habit of constantly putting a heat protectant in before you blow dry your hair so that's another one and then a silk pillowcase the Kitsch brand is incredible. They are around 30 bucks, and they have a nice zipper so they don't slip around. And they're cute. Need I say more? It's good for your hair. So the thing is, is you don't want to sleep with wet hair because your hair, when it is wet, is at its weakest point. Okay? That's why we don't color hair wet usually and we'll we'll gloss the hair but that's a that's a different thing we're not going to get into chemicals because this is more for my everyday girlies my everyday buds okay so yeah with the pillowcase and wet hair yeah your hair is in its weakest point and now you're rolling around like a fucking maniac sleeping on your wet hair and now you're breaking it whether you know it or not so, we're going to avoid that. We're going to sleep on, on dry hair, okay? Silk pillowcase. If you want to go a step further and invest in mulberry silk, just know that it has to be washed delicately. Now, I wash my, my kitsch pillowcases together on a gentle cycle, and I throw them in the dryer. I don't know if you're supposed to or not, but or you can hang dry them. I haven't had an issue and I've had at least, I have like four of them now and I just rotate them. Not all of my pillowcases are silk, like on my bed, like just the one that my head hits. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about towels, 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 towels. Okay, so in the salon, we use microfiber towels and there's a reason for this. The terry cloth loop is a lot smaller on a microfiber towel and it agitates the hair shaft less hair shaft why did that sound weird coming out of my mouth it agitates the hair shaft 
Oh my God, the hair shaft less than a normal towel. It does absorb a lot more water as well, can, considering like a normal terry cloth towel. Um, also, if you are using dry, the, you guys, there's so many things that go into this. And this is probably going to be a really good episode because I'm just kind of fucking spitballing and I'm not even going to edit this. I'm just going to put it out there. So let's see how much traction this gets. Anyways, if you use dryer sheets, which it's a whole nother controversy, it and you're drying your towels that you dry your hair with, there's now a buildup of dryer sheet. I don't even know what we're calling it. There's just a buildup on the towel. And now you're putting that towel on your head and now it's going to create a layer of film on the towel and your hair is not actually going to get dry now you're putting that towel oh my god it's just a whole thing so anyways this is what i say i haven't used a dryer sheet in ages i don't give a fuck my shit isn't wrinkly apparently in the u.s we're like the only people who use dryer sheets and it's all a marketing ploy and yada 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 i haven't used dryer sheets in ages i barely use them at the salon I, we have them just for sometimes like we need them for static capes whatever anyways I usually recommend my clients to either A, purchase a microfiber towel, or B, get a cotton t-shirt, like, you know, the one, the big ones that you sleep in, that we all do, or the one that you stole from your ex-boyfriend 78 years ago, and you can't get over him, and so you use that shirt, or you don't ever use it, and it's just in your drawer, wrap that shit around your hair. That's going to agitate the hair, not, not even, it's not even going to uh, agitate the hair. It's going to be sopping wet, the, the shirt, because it's obviously not built to absorb that much, but that's why I'm saying, a big t-shirt. And on my curly girls, if you have curly hair, you already know about the, the cotton t-shirt. And if you don't, no, you do, and I'm so glad I could help you. But yeah, cotton t-shirt, go to Salvation Army. I know you have one laying around. I use that to dry my hair, and it does wonders. It does not frizz my hair. Okay, so what else are we going to say? Okay, shampoo and conditioner and when you should be shampooing. So, it depends on your lifestyle, babe. If you are an, a very sweaty bitch and you're oily, I would say shampoo less if you can. Let's go back to some science here. So, there's a girl circling my internet and I'm still not on TikTok. But she's like, mm, I don't even know. She's like 200 days without shampooing my hair and she just uses water. Whatever. Here's how it works. When you shampoo your hair, you're stripping your scalp of its natural qualities. Okay? When you over shampoo your hair, let's say you were a over shampooer, you would be shampooing every day. Your hair is going to get oilier and oilier because it's looking to moisturize itself right your scalp is over compensating because you keep stripping away those oils so if you're shampooing every day I highly advise you to just not try to go every other day and then slowly get to like two to three days a week my personal sweet spot is two times a week depends on your hair texture if you have a coarse coarser hair you might be able to go once a week if you 
have finer hair, you might have to shampoo three times a week. Like there's so many things that go into it and there's so many different shampoos that are beneficial to your hair type and your your scalp type and all of these things. Like I said, this is going to be the longest fucking episode and I don't even care because I'm literally just dumping all of my knowledge into one podcast episode. Um, I'm, I don't really want to get into specifics of what you should be using on your hair versus what you shouldn't be using. I'm just talking about why you should be shampooing X amount of times a week. Over shampooing is bad for your hair because your oil, your sebum oil needs to regenerate and its natural um, science wants to coat your shaft, your hair shaft with its natural oils. Oils are not bad. When you are really oily, I would prefer if you would brush all those oils through, work it through your hair shaft. That's what it wants to do. It wants to coat your entire hair with itself. Like it's, it's amazing. The human body is incredible, you guys. So try to like, who gives a shit if your hair is fucking greasy, unless you're actually going out. And if you're staying at home, let that shit marinate, brush your scalp, move that oil down, keep doing it, whatever. You're going to notice like a drastic growth and Again, with everything that I'm saying, please don't implement it in, you're not, it's not going to happen overnight. Do one small step at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself. I know this is going to be a very overwhelming episode, but one small thing at a time. And if you know you sleep with wet hair, 86 that out of your routine. If you know that you could be better about brushing your hair, implement that. So we've talked about towels. We've talked about pillows. We've talked about shampooing. Um, over shampooing, well, there's also under shampooing. I was that bitch who was going like once every 14 days. And you know what? It worked for my lifestyle at the time, but I, no, I don't recommend it. And I was just filling my hair with dry, dry shampoo and yeah. So anyways, I now sleep with a humidifier in my room and it pumps moisture back into my air and my hair in the winter time because Michigan is fucking cold and dry, so my skin needs it, my hair needs it, and if you feel like you're really dry, start by just putting a humidifier in your room, and I will tell you that the water is kind of important, um, which is another thing that leads into this, and this is why it gets so fucking overwhelming. Your water, your tap water, depending on where you live, and stuff like that can also affect your hair. I've had multiple clients who have had crazy breakage and we couldn't figure it out why for years and years and years. Probably not that long, but whatever. It was the water. The minerals in the water and the metals are very harsh on hair. So we invested in a shower filter head. We tested her water. You can get pH tester strips on Amazon to test your water to see where the, the levels are. Which then brings me into this giant rabbit hole of fucking water. But anyways, um, so yeah, you're going to get a water filter for your shower head if you can. If not, they do make, uh, L'Oreal makes a wonderful shampoo and conditioner called Metal Detox. And you can use it every shampoo if you need to. You don't have to do it every time, but there's nothing wrong with it. But it's an amazing shampoo and it does help remove any impurities from your hair and your scalp. Um, so yeah, the water that you put in your humidifier is kind of important because if you are putting that tap water in, A, not only it doesn't ruin your humidifier faster, but B, it is not going to 
you're not adding that back in. So distilled water all day in any um, humidifier. Thank you for that. So anyways, okay, now we talked about water. We're talking, we talked about heat protectants briefly. Um, does your blow dryer matter? Mm, yes and no. If your blow dryer is 100 years old, fucking throw that shit out. Actually recycle it like the good Samaritan you are. Donate it, whatever you got to do. Uh, you need to be cleaning out your blow dryer, the back of it, uh, pretty often. All that little dust and shit, it's going to ruin the motor and now you're having like burnt air blow dryer fucking hair. Do concentrators matter? You know, that little fucking nozzle that your blow dryer comes with? Yeah, it does matter. So think of it like this. If you're using your blow dryer without a nozzle or a concentrator, think of it like a jellyfish or like an octopus. You're blowing hair in every direction and it's going to frizz your hair shaft. It's going to open that hair shaft and make it frizzy. Can you rough dry your hair without the nozzle? Yes, I do it all the time. You want to go back in and smooth your hair with a nozzle and a round brush now think of it like um, like a slope, essentially. Like you're directing the airflow and it's going all in the same direction and you're in control. So you're going to create a smoother, polished look. And I think that's a huge thing is that there's so many steps to this and I'm just rambling and you guys are like, hope you're still listening. Okay, so that's important, the blow dryer. I don't think you should invest in a very expensive blow dryer. I have the Dyson. I have multiple of them and I'm obsessed with them, but also please keep in mind that I use it every day. This is my job. Um, it, it's also a write-off. Like I obviously want the best tools. I do think they are a very, very amazing company. The tool itself, it's just so easy to clean. The quality of air is good. Um, I like the heat controls. Now, do I think you should go cheap on a blow dryer, like a $20 blow dryer? No, but if that's all you can afford right now, just make sure you're keeping the back vent of it clean. Um, you should be able to remove it. That's another thing. If you cannot remove the air filter in the back, do not buy it. Return it, whatever you may do, but you should be able to take it out. And it's like that little screen that looks like a, almost like Velcro or screen material. Take that out, soak it in hot soapy water, use a toothbrush, clean it, and put it back nice and dry. You should be doing that once a week. Another thing you should be doing is cleaning out your brushes regularly. Now, if you don't have a brush cleaner, it almost looks like a, like a rake. You don't have one of those. They are pretty cheap on Amazon. I personally like the Olivia Garden ones. I'm an Olivia Garden stan. But if you um, can't do that, just use a fork. Use a fork and get in there and clean out your hair. You should be cleaning out your brush every single day that you use it because you are shedding between 80 to over 100 hair strands a day especially before you get in the shower to wash your hair when you sit in my chair I brush your hair for a little bit like I'm talking to you and I'm brushing your hair I'm not doing that just because I want to fucking play with your hair I'm doing it because I want to get those hair strands out of your head before I take you back to my shampoo bowl and I clog my fucking drain because I almost throw up every single time we have to unclog those drains but anyways um brush your hair before you wash it put on your favorite song brush your hair to the entire song or sing the alphabet or sing happy birthday whatever it may be but do it for longer than you think because not only are you um 
like obviously you're pulling out those strands it's a placebo effect right so if you're brushing your hair a lot you're not gonna shed a lot after the shower okay should be simple you're also um like massaging your scalp which is very good for the follicles um so yeah that's a good thing to do okay so we've talked about brushes tools okay flat irons curling irons all of that I don't care what the fuck you use as long as there is a heat setting if it's just an on and off button get rid of it because it's probably um sorry my computer like decided it was getting sleepy so I'm almost done here you guys I really appreciate you sticking it through but anyways your flat iron doesn't know if it doesn't have a temperature just get rid of it keep in mind that 200 degrees is very fucking hot so like the lowest your iron goes is what it should be on you go low and slow so if you're flat ironing your hair and the lowest it goes is 200 can you like imagine 200 degrees on your fucking hand now think of your hair okay it just doesn't make sense the these heat things like if you have very coarse hair thick curly and you know your hair is uh, prone to humidity, yes, you will need to turn up the heat, but you also need products to go hand in hand so that your hair isn't frizzing and blah, 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 blah. That's a whole nother thing. That's not what I'm here to talk about today. I'm here to tell you to turn your fucking tools down, okay? Low and slow is the way to go, okay? You should be cleaning your tools as well. You also shouldn't be spraying fucking hairspray on your hair and then running it through a curling iron because that doesn't fucking help because A, you're probably not using the right hairspray because there are different hairsprays. There are working hairsprays that can be heated with a tool and then there are finishing hairsprays and I bet your fucking bottom dollar that you're using a finishing hairspray, spraying it on your hair before you uh, curl it and then you're frying the shit out of your hair. Because let's talk about this for a second. What is hairspray? Oh, it's a uh, fucking compressed air, uh, butane and fucking alcohol, okay? And now you're spraying that on your hair and then you're applying heat? Make it make sense. Like everything that you're doing, just reevaluate, okay? Now, all the time when my clients come in and get haircuts and they're like, I want my hair to grow, I'm literally telling them all of these steps, Okay. And now here I am giving it to you for free because I care about you. And obviously you want to better yourself as well by listening to said podcast. So thank you. But anyways, yeah. So turn your heat down. Don't use a hairspray unless you know it's a working hairspray that can be applied before. Read your products. Do some investigating. Or don't even use a fucking um, heat tool. Like if you're trying to grow your hair, heat can be fine. Like if you're blow drying it, fine, whatever. But just know, no heat is better, okay? If you want to do a whole month of no heat, I challenge you to do that. And you need to dry your hair still. You're not going to bed with wet hair. Cold, cold air will still dry your hair. It just will take a little bit longer. Cold air will 100% dry your hair, okay? So try that. Do the heatless curls thing. Kitsch also has like a heatless curl um, little kit and I love them. They're so nice. Okay, so we've talked about pretty much everything, sleeping, um, hair oiling, I guess it's a whole new trend right now, honestly, I think it's a waste of fucking time, just get a haircut regularly, oh, that's something we haven't talked about, 
you need to cut the dead ends off, okay? So think of your dead end as like a Y, like an upside down Y. It's going to keep splitting until you stop it in its tracks. So you cut the dead end off and it still grows. It doesn't keep splitting. Haircuts should be scheduled every time the season changes. It's the easiest way to fucking think about it. Oh, season change. I need a haircut. Now, if you're a man, that's a different story and you want to keep up your haircuts, it's usually like whatever. Don't worry about it. Uh, but yeah, haircuts regularly will do the trick too. And it's not like a cut. It's like a trim, babe. It's dusting the dead ends off. But also, a hair trim and a haircut is the same fucking thing because it takes the same amount of work. And no, there's not a lesser price. Thanks for asking. Okay. Uh, back to hair oiling. I don't really... Sure, you're going to add moisture, but like... Ugh. If you're going to do a hair oil, like from your scalp to your ends, it should never be coconut oil. The coconut oil molecule is so big that your hair physically cannot absorb it because the molecule is so big. So it's never going to break down. There's like cocos nuciferous, I think that's how you say it. It's derived from coconut oil, which is a smaller molecule that can be absorbed into your hair. But nine times out of ten, the molecules of most nut oils are too big for your hair and they're just going to sit on fucking top of it. Yeah, your hair might feel nice, but now you're creating this layer of film. Which brings me to my next point. You should be clarifying your hair once a month. And you need to use a clarifying shampoo and you need to shampoo... Maybe twice, maybe three times, okay? You also, if you're prone to build up and you have that oily spot in the back of your head, flip up your head. Flip flip upside down. Shampoo upside down and rinse it upside down because I know you're lazy and you're not giving yourself a good shampoo, okay? That's usually what happens. I have a few clients and they are just notorious for always having this grease spot. And every time they leave, they're like, wow, it's gone. It's like, yeah, because I'm getting into areas that you literally don't shampoo because you're lazy. So yeah, flip your head upside down. Do one shampoo, flip it upside down. Do another shampoo, rinse it out upside down. Okay? Um, Let's talk about dry shampoo because I don't know how I haven't brought that up yet. You should be applying dry shampoo on clean, dry hair on day one. Why is that, Bianca? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Because you are doing a proactive mechanism, right? So your hair is clean. It's dry. You're putting powder at the root to absorb any future oils that reach the scalp. So any sebum oils that pop out of your root area will be caught by said powder. Okay? That's how you go longer in between shampoos. I I just, I, I don't know. Obviously, this is my job and that's how I know so many things and blah, 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 blah. And I know that this isn't common knowledge. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here to make this. And I have another Instagram that I'm trying to get up and running to just educate. Because frankly, it's not that hard. But it's slowly and surely, babe. Slowly and surely we'll win the race. Okay, so we talked about dry shampoo. I think we've pretty much hit every topic. Ponytails. Oof, that's a good one. Okay, parting your hair. If you do a middle part and you're, like, not ever willing to do anything else, I don't give a fuck. 
move your hair just like two centimeters over one day and then the next day move it back and then the next day do it two centimeters a different way your hair has memory and the scalp has memory and the more you constantly wear your hair in the same part line you're going to be losing more hair in that part line if that makes sense because you're constantly putting stress on that like the hair that's laying over is pushing down on other hairs and you're going to lose hair more in that area I flip my hair every single which way, which brings me to my next point is ponytails. You should not be using, I guess, don't use a really tight ponytail. I love the bobbles, the ones that look like little phone cords, because it's not creating one area of tension. It's creating multiple different like scallops and divots of tension, essentially. Plus, they give you a little bit more volume than a normal ponytail, Those little tiny elastics, yeah, they're cute, but if you're not, like, cutting them out of your hair or turning your curling iron on and melting them out of your hair, which is totally fine, it's a quick little, you're ripping hairs out and it's not even worth it. But anyways, let's say you wear your hair in the middle of your ponytail, in the middle of your head, in the back. The next day you want to wear another ponytail, you better not go in that same spot because, again, you're going to create memory you're going to create hair loss. You're going to create tension. So you're going to move that ponytail two inches down, two inches to the right. You're going to do some 80s shit, side ponytail. I don't give a fuck. Just don't do the same thing. Scrunchies, silk scrunchies, besties. Um, claw clips, besties. Just make sure they're not super cheap because the claw could potentially pull out little hairs of yours. Sleeping with necklaces on is entirely frowned upon think about it. Your hair is constantly rolling around a pillow and a necklace now. And it's you, I know, I know your hair gets stuck in there and you don't like it, but that's where those baby hairs come from, babe. And I don't really want to get into postpartum because that's a whole different, whole different world. And I'm getting really tired and I think I'm done now. So thanks so much for listening to me ramble about what you should and shouldn't be doing with your hair. If you think I missed anything, riddle me because I don't know if I did. Maybe I did, but thanks so much for listening to the Mindful Means podcast. And I appreciate you if you stayed till the end. And like I said, all of these things, slow and steady, babe. Add one thing into your routine at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself with all of this knowledge. Save this. Send it to a friend. Refer back to this. Um, that's all.